I always liked having the co-hosts, or not the co-hosts, but the guests. Like when we had Sean on to watch uh, uh, Wish You a Turtle's Christmas. I mean, that, that was... <laughs> you that did was it to just... him, too? Yeah. <laughs> you guys, this is why we don't come back. This is why we've been gone so long. <laughs> Dudes, Michelangelo here. You know, the master of the whirling pizzas. Greetings, minions. This is Lord Crab. Hello, everybody. My name's Grayson. And you, my friend, are listening to Turtles Forever. Brought to you by my radical dudes, Bebop and Rocksteady. Cowabunga! I crack myself up. Cowabunga, dudes, you do that, and welcome to another episode of Turtles Forever. I am your host, Rob, and join with me, as always, is my main man, my partner in digital crime, Mr. Kirk Leonardo. How are you, buddy? Fantastic. Fantastic. No no Japanese today? I forgot it. <laughs> hey, it has <laughs> it's been, been like, a while. I was going to say, it's been like six what, months, three right? three years? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And today is a super special episode, not because, you know, uh, you know, I've missed Kirkland a ton, although that was part of it, but also we have a very, very special guest. Some of you listeners have been around for a little while. You're going to recognize him right away. Mr. Jay Weezy, how are you, buddy? Yo, what's up? Hey, everybody. It's Josh. I'm so glad to be back with you guys. Uh, Rob just couldn't, uh, couldn't keep me away. No, he's been, uh, <laughs> we've been talking about recording again for the longest time and finally had a chance to do that. So, uh, really happy to jump on with Robin Kirkland here. It should be a ton of fun. Uh, it's been way too long. I've been stuck in Dimension X with those hot rotting neutrinos and, uh, finally got out. <laughs> oh, man. Well, first of all, it is so good to have you both here, you know, and I'm going to get sappy, but hey, it wouldn't be a Rob Luther podcast without a little sappiness. But, Amen. Um, <laughs> I'm just so, so grateful to have, uh, you know, two guys on here that I truly admire a lot, you know, and, and that uh, two guys here that I, I truly consider brothers. And um, uh, it's it's this is the first time for us having Kirkland and Josh on together. So this is a treat for me just as, as well as everybody else. So you know, we could just pretend that this was the intention the whole time we've been doing this. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, believe it or not, Kirkland, I'm telling you, I've tried to get Josh on here many, many times, uh, and I can't get him to commit to a co-host, but he's like, I'll be a special guest. I'm like, all right, buddy. Uh, number <laughs> Whatever one. Whatever it takes. Todd for number one special guest. I don't, That's I don't, right. I don't That's know how right. much Rob I can handle, so, you know, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's me. Kirkland, you know what I'm it's talking about. It's not you. <laughs> You're a trooper, man. You're a trooper. Oh, <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Well, you know, speaking of troopers here, I'll tell you what, my wife is a trooper because uh, she has been putting up with me for 20-some years. And uh, to bring it to Turtles real quick, she surprised me. I got her a couple gifts uh, on our dating anniversary, and she surprised me with the uh, TMNT Mutant Mayhem. Uh, it's called it's, – it's not a – hang on. I'm, I got the box right here. It is a TMNT Mutant Mayhem Pizza Fire Van. And it is so cool. It's the it's the turtle van plus it's got a pizza shooter inside of that you can pull out to the side and mount a turtle on it and shoot pizzas. And buddy, my my daughter and I 
We've been blasting all kinds of things with those eight pizzas. It's been awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Ninja Turtles! Green team, let's go! The turtles have the coolest ride. Evil has nowhere to hide. It's the pizza fire van. Evil mutants don't take a lunch break. Power up the launcher. Special delivery. You ready for more? Send the pies flying. Eight pies, no waiting. Raph and Leo are ready to kick some mutant butt on their cycles. Green team, let's go. Special order for Bebop. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Only in theaters. Pizza Fire fans, cycles and figures each sold separately. Rated PG. Nothing cooler than pizza from the sewer. Turtle power. She's a saint, I tell you. She's a saint. Amen. Amen to that. I will not argue with you there, buddy. But yeah, guys, we wanted to hop on here uh, just to get back uh, in the swing of things here. And since Josh was coming on the show, he um, he picked our episode for today. So, Josh, you want to tell him what we're covering today? Yeah. So uh, Rob reached out and was, was saying he wanted to record and we just do a, an episode. So the first one that came to mind um, was... Actually, I believe it's the first in the series of the Burger King Kids Club uh, VHS tapes, uh, and it's in a nice pink <laughs> case, but it is season three, episode 11, uh, April Fool. And I think it's it may also be called April Fool's. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, I had this one as a kid uh, on VHS. I don't know when we got it exactly, but I just had, it's probably the episode I remember the most because it was just one I could pop in whenever I wanted and watch it. And uh, it was a lot of fun. So, and I think it's a pretty good episode. So that's, that's why I picked this one. So uh, yeah, release was October 9th, 1989. So just a little bit over 34 years ago, which is crazy. Wow. We're Boy, getting old, old, man. We're getting old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we are. <laughs> 53 hits you hard. Oh, amen, amen. <laughs> well, hey, speaking of, um, you know, things getting old, too, uh, I wanted to definitely bring this up, and I definitely want to hear from both of you on this, is, you know, we have been doing the Turtles podcast, or ta- Talking Turtles at least, for about 10 years now, which is hard to believe. We started in... Turtle Flakes started way back in, I want to say, August of 2013, which is hard to believe. So you were there for the the very beginning, Josh, and then and Kirkland, you hopped on about three to four years ago. So I just wanted to turn it over to you, Josh, first. And, and here, are there any highlights from just doing the Turtles podcast that stand out to you over the last 10 years? Oh, man. Uh, we have so many great memories, but I think I... I'll never forget uh, just being able to interview some of the voice actors. Like it just, it, it blew my mind. Um, you know, it, especially like Townsend Coleman, like we're talking to him and I'm like, dude, I, I can't believe this. Like I was just so starstruck <laughs> like on that episode. And I never imagined, you know, being a kid watching this stuff that I actually get to talk to some of the folks that are behind, like creating some of the, some of our favorite shows. Uh, and, and also getting it to do with, with you, Rob, like a, a, one of my best friends. And it's like, it's just amazing. Uh, the opportunities we have and Kevin Eastman, like, and it's so funny. Um, you know, I, I'll randomly bump into people that are turtles fans, like my next door neighbors. And, uh, and they're like, Oh yeah, we have turtles. I was like, Oh yeah, I used to do a podcast. And they're like, really? And I was like, yeah, I actually, I got to talk to some of the creators. It was amazing. Like, and, uh, I, I was like, I still can't believe that it happened. It, it's almost like, uh, we just never expected it. Um, so it's just been, uh, really cool, sort of an unexpected, uh, uh, blessing to be able to just 
talk to some of these folks and I would never meet them ever, uh, had we not got together. So I think the interviews just still stick with me the most. Absolutely, man. What about you, Kirkland? You, you've been around for about three, four years now. Are there any highlights for you, my friend? Um, syndication. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting syndication soon, right? Ten years? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I sure hope so. <laughs> now, undeniably, Pat Fraley interview. Uh, I mean, and it's not it's not even close. Like, that, that, that guy impressed me so much as a person, uh, even more so than a voice actor, but... The way he 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 emailed me after the show, and he was like, "Here, do this for me. Send it back to me, and let me help you." And I mean, I I mean, he reached out to me, so I mean, it's like, good wow, wow, yeah. The guy really, I mean, he he knows how to market the right way. Like he is really a he he's a servant. You know what I mean? He's got that yeah. he's got that servant's mindset. So awesome guy. Um, and uh. Let's see. There's a lot of, um, probably a lot of the little episodes. We I always liked having the co-hosts, or not the co-hosts, but the guests. Like when we had Sean on to watch uh, uh, Wish You a Turtle's Christmas. I mean, that, that was... <laughs> you that did was it to just... him too? Yeah. <laughs> you guys, this is why we don't come back. This is why we've been gone so long. They abuse us. Yeah, but it's so fun. But, uh, yeah, it is. And but, you know it's uh, coming around the corner too, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. We skipped it last year, didn't we? Yeah, so we got to watch it twice this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like we just we walk into Target and they already have Christmas decorations up, and I just start shaking and singing the rap rap and crying to myself. <laughs> we could do the twelve days of Turtles Christmas and do it with twelve different people. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> twelve different reaction shows. Now, um, some of the stories we read, like that last one we read before we went on the big hiatus the one about um oh gosh where donatello's got like the yes he's uh, got the like, kirby one yes yeah i loved that one i mean there, there's a lot of these like issues that at first glance it'd be like i would never even read them if it if it wasn't for doing this show and then after i get into them it's like man that's fantastic the leatherhead issue i remember really liking that one um and and really honestly it's just more of doing the show that I've enjoyed rather than the content we've covered. I just enjoy the, I kind of enjoy the process, you know? So that's probably, you know, been able to do it with you. That's probably, probably my favorite part, you know, but, but as far as shows, yeah, well, I know. Yeah. Just throw it. Why don't you? But as, (laughs) as far as, (laughs) as far as, as far as shows go though, the uh, Pat Fraley one, Kevin Eastman one was really cool, but it was only like 10 minutes. But I mean, honestly, I, I I don't foresee ever being able to do a show as cool as having Pat Fraley on, you know, because that put me on a whole whirlwind path of just looking into looking into different voice actors and what goes into the profession. I'm in a bunch of groups that I, I'm never going to get work in voice acting, but like I'm I'm in a bunch of groups and just listening to how they do things, just regular professional people that make their living that way, like from paycheck to paycheck, they're doing voice acting and keeping up with like the strike and everything uh, and, and people like you know post their they're like this is my setup and this is you think this is good enough and, and people are like you got to stand up in your booth and then i'll comment and I'll be like i'll lay on the floor when i do it because <laughs> I, I i literally have no place to i was just on the floor recording a guitar part and like it my hams hurt so bad i, I would have a sound booth up and this would sound a lot better rob but like i just 
I was just hurting so bad that I just took it down and I'm sitting in a chair right now. But like, yeah. So it, it's really cool. It just sets you on a path of, of like uh, discovery, you know, when you meet people like that. And I guess I think that's what you call inspiration. Absolutely, man. I, I can completely echo what you, what you guys are saying. Um, that to me, it's so many things over the past 10 years. And I don't know, there were a lot of breaks in between. But I mean, out of all the podcasts, this is the one that I've done the most by far. I mean, there's maybe 75 or 80 Retro Junkies episodes. I know I might have done uh, 30 or 40 Genesis Gems episodes, uh, but, you know, 200 some <laughs> Turtles episodes. Honestly, going back to what you were saying, Josh, the Townsend Coleman interview, that's one of my all time favorites. Absolutely all time favorites. And I've said this many times you get so afraid to meet some of your heroes, you know, especially your childhood heroes. And it's a cartoon as early as the turtles. It's like, to me, that represents the absolute epitome of innocence of my childhood. The, the voices of these characters that I heard as a kid, what if they turn out to be jerks? So when we talk to these guys, and this was also pretty early on in the show, and we're still kind of new at this whole stuff, uh, extremely nice, gracious people. As a matter of fact, Pat Fraley was the first interview we ever had. It was like episode five. And just started from a random email, and he got back to me instantly. Just like you were saying, Kirkland, like he's one of those guys that that is so generous and so down to earth, and he'll talk to anybody about anything, really. You know, <laughs> and he set the tone. Him and Townsend Coleman early on set the tone for all the great interviews that I considered a great privilege and honor to have been a part of. I really do. And just like you said, Josh, and, and you too, Kirk, when you both said the same thing, like, I can't believe that happened. <laughs> you know? Sometimes I go back and listen to that interview as a fan, just hearing these heroes of mine talk and, and go, wow, I was I was part of that. That is so cool. That I, what, a, what an honor. But um, the last thing I'll say real quick is that just doing the show with friends, just like you said, Kirkland, it did the process itself of, of creating something with, with people that are what I consider family, man, it's, it's a blessing. It really is a blessing to do this. And um, as I said a little while ago, we'll always come back to the Turtles. This will always be part of what we do because we love it. We really do. I just, I'm proud to have been part of something for 10 years and I'm looking forward to doing a lot more, hopefully with you guys. So better not go anywhere, eh? Yeah. I was, I was just going to say I couldn't agree with you more, Rob. Uh, well, well, I feel like doing podcasts with uh, with you is like, it's like the turtles themselves, right? They always come back, right? Like, it doesn't yeah. matter how long it is, but every so many, there's an, always going to be another show, another movie. There's just always another comic book. It's just, it's never going to go away. It's like part of our mutated DNA. <laughs> yes. I forgot to mention one one thing just on the friends note the uh the get together that we had that one time that kind of opened up a couple doors for me too just into because i was burnt out on fitness podcasts and i don't even listen to them anymore because it's just old it's just boring to me now but i listen to genesis gems when it comes out i listen to retro junkies when it comes out and those are two of my favorite podcasts you know so it's like they're, they don't come out as frequently as other podcasts, but it's kind of like waiting for a big movie release. You know what I mean? Dude, I feel exactly the same way, especially if I have a long trip to do, um, like for work or something. I look forward to like I save the podcast episodes and I'm like, I get to hang out with Rob and Landon and Michael and, and Aaron and Nick. 
on my drive, right? I just get to like hang out with my buddies for however many hours a ride is, and I look forward to it. It's it's the best. Yeah. Do you ever find when you listen to uh, retro junkies? Do you ever find yourself uh, going, uh, "Yeah, that's exactly what I would have said." Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly everything. <laughs> everything Landon says, it's like, "Yep, yep." That's all I would say. It's like spot on. Yeah. His, his his pick in the music they'll do for the stands spooky. That yep, that's the song I would. Yep, I knew he was going to pick that one. You know, so yeah, that's so great. Yeah, so it, it it is cool. It's it's cool. It's nice to meet like minded people. Well, you know, I, and too, I think what's cool about it uh, is is that you know we did the Retro Junkies Network, uh, gosh, years ago, but. It still feels like, in a way, we're all still kind of close knit. Some of some of the early shows of the network, uh, we still stay in touch. I still stay in touch with Nick Stevens from Genesis Gems from time to time, and I uh, still text Kelso every now and then from Two Dudes and a Ness. Obviously, Josh and and Kirkland, we're we're still tight, you know. So it still feels like a close knit uh, community, even though technically we're not a like exclusive network or anything like that. Um, but I, I think. I think it's just because we're all pretty like-minded and we're all friends and uh, we all kind of respect and admire each other's kind of creative projects and stuff. So, you know, I'm just a fan of what, you know, all of y'all put out, all my friends. And uh, it's it's really cool to still be doing this. I didn't, I had no idea when we started we'd still be doing this. Um, so it's it's wonderful. Have I made millions yet doing this? No. <laughs> Come Honestly, on now. I think we've lost listeners over time, but that's Okay. <laughs> And I completely blame myself for that, but I don't care. It's it's just fun to do this with you guys. And, so do we, Rob. And um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You and Venus de Milo. Oh, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Speaking of which, oh, okay. Thank you for bringing that up. So, Venus de Milo and and all the great characters that IDW's been doing, I have completely been behind. I haven't really read a lot of the Armageddon game story arc. I um. I admit, guys, and I apologize as always for any hiatus that that we're on, because uh, I I get burned out from time to time, and it's definitely my plan to get back into the IDW series, and I really want to read the Saturday morning cartoon series, the ongoing TMNT series based on the '80s cartoon or the '80s universe. That looks so cool, and I've got several issues that maybe we'll talk about uh, someday down the pike. But I do want to give another slice of pizza out to a dear friend of mine, real quick, uh, for my birthday. Uh, many moons ago, back in June, uh, a friend surprised me with a package in the mail of a TMNT custom-made Game Boy with an emulator in it. So, Josh, dude, thank you so much. That was super cool. I, I just, again, dude, I, I haven't played as much as I need to, but thank you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was that was a really fun project. Uh, I, I think I just, like, randomly was looking at my old Game Boys, and I found there were, like, new parts out there, and I was like... I'm thinking about maybe, maybe fixing some of them up, and then yeah, I was on eBay and I found this really sweet. It's it's the '87 series uh, Turtles. Someone did like a UV printed Game Boy shell, and it looks like it's like straight out of like the early '90s um, with with the turtles on it. And he only had two, and it was like a custom print. I was like, okay, I have to have these. I'm making two, so I was like, my brother, <laughs> my brother in Ninja Turtle Crime, he's got to have one too. <laughs> So we've got matching turtles, uh, matching turtles Game Boys, and uh, sometime in the future we're going to have to start reviewing some of those Game Boy games. Yes, I don't think we ever actually have. That's a wonderful idea. So we got to get you on for those episodes, man. All right, all right, it's a deal. <laughs> awesome. So the last uh, glaring question we've got to ask, since it's been several months, guys, 
Uh, and I know we, you know, we'll, we'll definitely cover this in a lot more detail uh, when the time's right for sure. But I gotta ask, have you all seen the new movie yet? What movie? No. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> you go first, Kirkland. Way to squash it, guys. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I uh, don't want to lie here. I've got it on Paramount Plus, and I haven't watched it. Like, that's... I don't know. I had fall break, and I planned on watching it the whole time, and I just never got around to it. Something always came up, and I thought, well, shoot. By the time I watch it, everybody else will review it, and I've listened about it, and nothing will be new. So, I don't know. I'm kind of waiting to do the uh, review on the show, I guess. Don't want to take away the thunder. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's that's fair. Yeah, I, I did go and see it. Uh, I was super, super excited when it came out. I think we have, uh, what, Regal Cinemas near us. That's like the chain. And they had like this special deal where you pay, I don't know, whatever, like $17 for a month and you can see as many movies as you want. And so my wife signed up for it for um, for a month and the new Indiana Jones came out and so did Turtles. And I think there was one other movie we saw. Uh, so we were jacked and we went and man, I got I got the the, the popcorn tin. It's like it's like a full on like uh you know, like a, a um a garbage can that you would have in a bedroom, kind of like a smaller one, but a decent size. <laughs> yeah, it's like a garbage can, and it is it's metal, and it's got awesome artwork. It's super colorful from the movie. Uh, I got a giant cup with Donatello on it. Uh, wow. And we saw the movie. Yeah, they went all out. I actually have Ninja Turtles breakfast cereal right now from uh from this movie release. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it, it was just so cool to see all of it. Um, saw the movie. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I don't want to spoil it though. We'll have to talk more about it later. But if you have not seen it, definitely go and see it. Uh, I was really happy with it. Feeling targeted right now. <laughs> what was that? Nothing. <laughs> I'm just joking. Well, hey, to to, to I got your back, Oakland, because I know you've you've been busy. You've been creating your own podcast, man. So tell our listeners about that real quick. What you've been working on for you're at least three or four episodes deep into it now. Those are all just recycled crap off the, off of our channel. Oh, will you stop? Honestly, it? will you stop? Uh, the one coming out that I, this this next one that I'm putting out is brand new. It's all completely new. There's um, as far as I know, there there's no um, recycled footage or anything. But the rest of everything else, up through season one of the regular show, is going to be. There's only a few episodes that I that, that that not I but that hadn't been covered that that I had the chance to cover. So there's Season six, um, or I'm sorry, episode six, and then there's a couple more. The season finale is should be brand new, and then like episode ten. But the, this one coming out is is brand new, and I'm going to put it out either tomorrow or next week. Completely new adventure, completely new all this. I've got about probably twelve episodes in the can, something like that. I'm pretty far ahead of schedule, but I know eventually something's going to happen where I won't be able to record. So I'm trying to do like. Uh, the Ninja Turtle nerds get a whole season ahead, and that way I've got a buffer, you know. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I go through and I cover the regular show episode by episode, and it's uh, season one's a bit. Uh, I don't know. It, it just is what it is. I've really hit a stride though in season two. Uh, a couple episodes in it, I hit this really good block of every episode I saw. It's like, man, this is the regular show I remember. This is why I watched it. This is this is why it's good. 
and uh, it hasn't slowed down yet. I think this next one I'm about to review is it a little bit of a speed bump, but after that, this season I'm on is really good, and it's uh, that's the good thing about the show, and I'll, I'll just shut up after that, but it just keeps getting better and better and better, and quite honestly, that's what I think the podcast is going to be because I know what I've come up with, and I know what the people under me have come up with. I shouldn't say under me. That sounds so... That sounds that makes me sound like a jerk, but the people that are working for me, I know what they've come up with, and maybe I, I don't know. Sometimes they surprise me, but I've I've heard some of the stuff that they've done that they they seem to be doing all right, and it's uh it it, it just keeps getting better and better. Some of the best content uh, I haven't hit writer's block yet, so something comes to awesome. me seems like every week. So I'm yeah doing pretty good. It's uh called I can't remember what it's called, so it's gonna be pretty hard to find people. So. You, <laughs> it's uh I actually what i did it was it was called just a regular show about the regular show and about the regular show is in parentheses but ben's uh ryan over there at talking snicked he actually he actually mentioned me in one of his podcasts which was really nice of him i heard that yeah i mean that was that was really really generous of him and he called it regular time because i guess it was titled regular time i guess the dude when he put it up didn't know what to put on the episode but so I changed the name of the podcast, Regular Time, colon, just a regular show, parentheses, about the regular show, close parentheses. <laughs> Love it. There's only one other regular show out there, and it's some college guys that do it. So, I mean, they've, they've, they've kind of got the monopoly on that. So, oh, well. Well, dude, well, fantastic, man. I, I cannot wait to give it a, a, some more of a listen, too, because I've, I've listened to the, the first two or three episodes, I think. And I love it. Those interns, I love them. God bless them. So yeah. See, I don't. I can't. I can't keep up with them. Okay. So I, well, ne- that's why we kicked them off this show. I don't think. Listen. <laughs> I, I, exactly. I don't think they've screwed up anything yet. I can't promise anything to anybody. They were saying something about your time stick, though, Rob. So I don't know. Uh oh. Uh oh. You might want to go check. Uh, uh, I hope Renette has it. That's all I got to say. But yeah, I mean, so obviously you've been busy. So I can understand why you haven't seen the movie. Um, I've seen the movie twice and and uh let me say at first i won't spoil too much at first i was like i like it it's a little weird it's so different but i like it and i remember walking away going i didn't like it as much as across the spider-verse but but i i liked it um and i i well well hang on so (laughs) (laughs) second time around the second time around i was like oh my gosh i appreciated this so much more I don't know. For me, it, it takes a two showings for me. I don't know. I, I, I got to uh, – that's always the case for me. I usually like something better the second time around, and that was certainly the case for this movie. It might even be my second favorite Turtles movie ever. I don't think anything can ever top the, the 1990 movie, but I Part certainly three? liked – What's that? Part three. <laughs> no, no, man. No, although I don't, I don't hate that one, but uh, <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't put it uh, – you know – that that low as as part three. I, I I definitely really liked Mutant Mayhem for sure. So can't wait to talk about it in more detail here soon. And uh, I will say this too: there were several moments where I literally did laugh out loud, like it was genuinely funny. I really enjoyed that. I thought I thought it, back in the uh, Michael Bay movies, I thought some of the jokes were a little forced, and I'm like, oh, okay, I get the humor. But this one literally did make me laugh out loud. So I think that's definitely a plus for it. And I'll tell you what, this cartoon episode legitimately made me laugh out loud. So let, let's, what do you guys say? What do you say we get into April Foolish now? Let's yeah. Do it. Yeah, 20, 27 minutes in. Hey, that's that's just our style, right? <laughs> it's a record. <laughs> it's 
Did we say the name of the podcast? Did we pull a two dudes and not say what we're doing? <laughs> yeah, say that. We, we got to talk about goose poop and uh, something else real quick. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Where are you going? Out to a movie. That okay with you? All right, guys, so today we are covering April Foolish, which is interesting because the cartoon title says April Fool, yet the VHS cover sleeve says April Foolish. The, I, yeah, I thought there was a discrepancy there. I got confused when I was trying yeah, to Yeah, that confused me. Yeah, yes. Yes, that. so, yeah, I mean, I was a little confused, too. I was like, are these two different episodes? For the longest time, I wasn't so sure. But I'll, I'll read the back of this. Um, I've got the VHS tape in my hand right now, so I'll just read the back real quick. It says, collect all four titles. Invasion of the Turtle Snatchers, April Foolish, The Great Baldini, and Sky Turtles. So this is April Foolish. Dig this, turtle fans. It's the modern-day fable of the princess and the reporter. At a swank embassy costume ball, Channel 6 April O'Neil, mistaken for a princess, is kidnapped for a king's ransom. But hark! Four aces disguised as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crash the affair and may, give, may just give this ultra-hip fairy tale a happy ending. Spoiler alert, jeez. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but, yeah. Hang on now. So this isn't the episode like with the Groundhog Day where the turtles keep living the day over and over and over again. Uh, no, was that an ep? Are you, me- are you messing with me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's so many episodes I haven't seen. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if that actually one was was one. <laughs> that's yeah. Funny. So this this aired uh, October 9th, nineteen eighty nine, and uh, this was written by Michael Reeves and Bryn Stevens, and as Josh said, um, came out in season. Three. This is episode eleven. All right, cool. Uh, so yeah, it was really interesting. Uh, the the title difference. I was wondering about that, and so I knew this was a Burger King Kids Club VHS release because that's that's the only way that I saw it. I had it as a kid and watched it a couple times. Dude, that commercial at the beginning is awesome. are now only at Burger King. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Four never-before-released tapes for only $3.49 each. Cool. To get the hottest videos, sometimes you've got to break the rules. Come on, kid bid! They're teenagers. Ah! They're ninjas. They're green. We're 
dealing with a real mind here. Ha! Now we're taking Burger King by storm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle videos. Collect four adventures you won't find anywhere else. $3.49 each with any purchase. Prices may vary. For a limited time, only at Burger King. I love it. And uh, the little FHE logo is also really cool. But I'm wondering if the, the title difference, I think maybe because I think the VHSs were released afterwards because I was watching a, a YouTube video about that. Um, I guess they were on sale for like $3.50 at Burger King and the Burger King Kids Club. And I think that happened after the first movie came out. So that would have to be after 1990, uh, even though this was recorded in 89. Um, so I'm wondering if that's why there was a title difference. Maybe they just changed it in that release. I'm looking at the bottom of the VHS, the back of it, and it does say 1990. So yeah, that's interesting. It was after the movie. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, as far as the episode goes, um, Rob, Rob gave you a little bit of a synopsis there from the back of the VHS, but uh, essentially uh, it, it opens up with uh, April doing a report and she's uh, interviewing the emperor of, uh, is it Malakurian? Did I say that right? Do you guys know? I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, that's such a strange name. I feel like I'm reading the Old Testament or something. Well, what is this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, but there's an emperor of Malakurian, and they had found uh, this mineral called Lydium-90 that apparently has these special properties to be able to power things. Um, but April's interviewing uh, the emperor as he's decided to sell the mineral rights uh, for someone else to be able to mine these. Uh, and they're going to have a... Um, a special ball or get together or party of some sort, I guess, to celebrate this. So he's bringing the sample back uh, to have this um, th- this ball, this costume party, and his uh, his daughter is going to be there, who's the princess. Uh, and for whatever reason, Krang in the Technodrome is watching Channel Six News. Apparently, he gets good reception there. Uh, <laughs> like, guess he, what does he have? Cable down there? Or satellite dish? I don't know. I don't know. I, no idea. He's got some kind of crazy reception, uh, although apparently he's not very good at HVAC um, because it's very hot in the Technodrome and Shredder's starting to get a little bit cagey uh, and ag- aggravated at how hot it is. And uh, apparently Krang thinks that if he's able to tame this uh, Lydium-90, he can use it to power the air conditioners. Um <laughs> So that is the that's kind of the beginning of the plot. Uh, Shredder and uh, Krang is going to send Shredder to steal the Lydium-90 um, from this event. Yeah, so uh, right after the interview, April decides she's going to go go to this party to get more information, to get a story, and immediately Irma latches on and has to <laughs> be Irma and try to make everyone feel sorry for her. Uh, <laughs> and, and so she, she's saying, well, with all this talk of diamonds and gold, I'm, I'm, I'm getting depressed because I'm not engaged yet, and I'm... Uh, but April, you should go and you should get all dressed up, um, because you can't go to this ball without being dressed up and and looking really nice in your dress. So April has a makeover and she shows up the turtle layer and the turtles kind of creep on her a little bit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) isn't that a weird scene? It it, it is a little uncomfortable because I, I don't know. I don't think early on they had that big of a crush on. Maybe I'm maybe I'm remembering that differently, but this one it's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, they start laying oh, and, down and pretty maybe thick. Maybe the splinter too. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. So like the turtles are eating pizza, um, and uh, Master Shredder's eating. Um, I think I don't know if it's actually sushi or I don't know what they Fresh call tuna. it. Yeah, I think um, sometimes you can get like just the raw fish on top of rice. It's not necessarily in a roll. I can't remember what that's called. Sashimi. Anyway. 
Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe it might be sashimi. So he's eating his uh, sashimi or sushi, and the turtles are eating uh, their pizza, and they're having this conversation about, uh, you know, Splinter's like, are you sure you don't want to try some? Yeah, a wise man saying you should try new things, and they're like, <laughs> uh, no, but do you want to try our uh, our marshmallow and, I forget what it was, marshmallow and something pizza? And, um, <laughs> and Splinter goes, uh, wise men also say that some things uh, are less embraceable than others. Yeah, I thought that was and then, great. <laughs> and then April comes to the door and, and then Raphael says, talk about embraceable, which was kind of creepy. Um, yeah. <laughs> and Splinter says, you make an old man feel young again. And I, yeah, that was a weird line. April, you make this ancient rodent feel young again. <laughs> I don't always... know what that means. <laughs> yeah. There's always something like that though. In these episodes that we do, Rob, there's always something that Splinter says to, to April. That's like borderline yeah. pervy. Yeah. And yeah. It's usually the 2003 Splinter, but yeah. you know, now we got Classic yeah. Splinter joining the party. <laughs> so, yeah, apparently that, yeah. So, and, and then they all, like, chase her out. Um, they're like, someone should keep an eye on her. And they're like, yeah, both eyes. And then they, like, all, like, uh, <laughs> run over each other trying to get out of the sewer. It was really, really creepy. April, you make this ancient rodent feel young again. Thanks, guys. You're all just a bunch of big green sweeties. And you're the nicest rodent I know. And now I'm off to the Malacurian Embassy to cover a fancy party. Yeah, I think we should keep an eye on her. Uh, better yet, too. Mondo Notion, dude. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's go. It was it was funny though. It was like it reminded me of the Stooges a little bit. It, like it was, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure it would be as well received today as it was 34 years ago, but it was still pretty funny, <laughs> and I think it's innocent. I don't know. I received it pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so did master splinter um, so they end up going to the uh the costume party april is going in she doesn't know that it's a costume party she's all dressed up like it's going to be this ball and she gets there and she goes oh well i'm gonna have to change i didn't realize it was a costume party and then the guards actually uh think that she is uh the princess uh that's supposed to be there they confuse her for princess mallory and are saying hey what are you doing out here at the gate we need you to take you to take you inside uh and actually the first guard that talks to her is voiced by peter renaday which is uh master splinter which ah. is kind of cool yeah nice. i was like hey you sound kind of familiar i thought it was him and it was uh so they end up taking april uh inside and she goes into princess mallory's room and she's trying to get a story and i don't really understand why but she decides that impersonating her by wearing her crown and her gown would help her get a story i don't really understand why <laughs> but it it kind of it moves the story along so it's cool so she puts on princess mallory's tiara and, and her gown and uh the turtles are trying to find a way in and i don't know if i'm through the first third of the episode or not so I can hand it off here if that's far enough. Absolutely. Sure. Uh, before I get to my part, there's a couple things I want to put, because that, that first third of the show, in my opinion, is probably the best. I don't know. It may, it may not be, but everybody in everybody else's opinion. But there's a couple things I wanted to point out about that. I had forgotten just how good the intro to this show is. Oh, and, yeah. And I mean specifically that like neon-looking purple that are surrounding the turtle, the little baby turtles when they come out of the sewer. And then the, the scene of April driving that turtle wagon and them launching into the sky, that looks so good. That's like the epitome of animation right there. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Not, I, maybe the whole show doesn't like, 
the one, the part with Michelangelo dancing and everything with the '90s background, you know, uh, <laughs> life touch picture lights and all that. That's still pretty cool. But like them coming out of that van, and I don't know if it's just a combination of the music and everything, but that shot of her looking in the mirror, it gets me every time, man. It's crazy good. But um, the part where Not Crane, with you, though, yeah, I mean, it's I, it's I think it's it's got to be one of the top, like one of the most iconic animated and maybe even not animated one of the most iconic like tv show intros ever like everybody yeah, yes. knows the song everybody yeah. gets pumped yes up. yeah it like hits everything yeah yeah as soon as i see that i mean it doesn't matter how many years have passed i when i come back to that and i hear that very first part that and then all of a yeah. sudden the uh, manhole cover flies open which come to think of it how in the world did the turtles just fly out of it like that but it's a cannon or something under there <laughs> I think I, it was probably the splinter, like, cut one loose, and they were like, we got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> uh, that was it. I mean, and they flew. I mean, they were airborne, but I, nothing pumps you up. But sorry, Kirkland, I digress. No, it's it's great. I mean, uh, sorry. I, I will get off of this in just a second, but it's like, it legitimately looks like, it, it looks like anime looked in the early 90s. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like yeah. If you, yeah. It, it really has that look to it. And I mean, it's like, it doesn't look like the rest of the show. I'm not saying that the show looks bad. The show looks great. But like, there's something about it. It just, it's very unique and it just grabs you. But, um, first thing I want to say about this episode is the backgrounds. The, the, like all the layouts, the backgrounds, and everything look fantastic. Like just that opening shot where April's at the building doing the report. All those buildings, it looks like they're coming out at you. I don't know if they use like, I don't know how they did it because I'm not a visual artist, but it, it looks fantastic. That's like really up my alley. And uh, Krang's delivery, or oh, uh, Pat yeah. Frehley's delivery, it, when he's in the Technodrome and he's like, I'll find a way, Socky. And he goes, I always do. You know, it, <laughs> yes, it, I wrote that yeah, down. I, I always I, do. I, I made a note yeah. of that too. Yeah, that was I classic. I always do. <laughs> That's so great. I'll think of something. I always do. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, April is in the uh, Princess Mallory's room, and she's talking to the turtles on the turtle com for whatever reason. And the turtles say something like, "Is everything okay, April?" She's like, "Yeah, I'm just blah blah blah." And Shredder busts in, and he's like, "Grab her," you know. And <laughs> that's that's all he says, which is lines. Wasn't in this that a episode. weird line? Didn't it sound weird when he said "grab her"? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, uh, it stuck her. out. I was but, like. Was that was that James Avery? Did they change the voice actor? What's going on? <laughs> I, whoever I think it was James Avery, but because um, they did do there was another guy that voiced Shredder there when he wasn't available. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know what his name was, but um, but whoever did his voice acting in this episode, I'm pretty sure it was James Avery. Did a fantastic job. Like it's yeah. it's yeah, his delivery is really great. But anyway, Shred that's all he says, and then Bebop and Rocksteady go over and grab April, and. Uh, they're mistaking her for the princess because their whole plan is, you know, we're going to kidnap the princess, get the Lydium 90. Um, and uh, she drops the turtle calm and then the scene cuts and it shows the turtles uh, piecing together what happened because they were trying to, you know, like spy in the window with binoculars and all this. And something stood out to me. I had to go back and replay it, but it's the background music. It's very, very good. And yes, I, I mean, it's really good. It, it only lasts for a few seconds, but the melody, I it, it came to me instantly when I listened to it. The, you want to guess what me, what the melody's similar to, or at least what I'm hearing, or what what uh, do, do you recall the music at all by any chance? Well, I might be mistaking. There's a couple scenes where they're playing uh, like a different twist on the theme song. P- part of the the song they play after it is a uh, they use that motif that they use in the channel whatever news. 
Channel 6, yeah. Yes. Before that, though, there is a song, and this came out before, but the melody is is very similar to the main overworld theme in Final Fantasy VII. Oh. Huh. And that's different different harmony, different chords, but the melody is very similar. And it's, it's like, I mean, it stuck out to my head instantly. I'm like, my gosh, that's like, that gets you. But anyway. <laughs> the music that stood out to me was when uh, the princess is at uh, the TV store or whatever. And there's like that. Oh, the Rastafarian of, music? Yeah, the Rastafarian yeah. music. Like, yeah. It's yes. like another spin on one of their themes. I was like, oh, dude, this is awesome. Yep. It was great. <laughs> yeah, the dude with the pan drum. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounded great. Uh, they actually play this song. Uh, this I think this is like maybe like the, the princess's theme or something. I don't know. You know, I don't know. But they played this song. Like the, I counted twice, maybe even mm-hmm. more in this episode. But it was great. I wish I had like just a track of just it. But uh, anyway, the music switches and the turtles grab up the building. Uh, grab grapple. I'm reading. Can't read very well. Grapple up the building. Mikey smells pizza and he lets his nose lead the way, and that leads them <laughs> to the a window of. Uh, looking into the party and there is a dude dressed as Batman and there is a dude <laughs> dressed as the devil, I believe. And, uh, they enter the party through a window and there, yeah, man in Batman costume scene cut shredder and company shredder et al, whatever rush April down the hall to the technodrome and Rocksteady He says one, he's like, uh, we got to get her there before it turns into a pumpkin. And <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. But that was one of my favorites. Oh, oh, you mean before it turns <laughs> into a pumpkin? Yeah. No, you <laughs> No, you idiot. That's another princess. Yeah, I love Bebop calls him a bimbo. He's like, that was a different princess, you bimbo. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I don't want to jump ahead, but there's one part where Shredder's like, get them my moronic mutants. So the alliteration and all that. But it's like you're calling (laughs) them dudes. (laughs) Even when he's trying to, you know, encourage them to fight, you know, they're still morons. Oh, no. It's those wretched amphibians again. Now can we blast them, boss? Blast away, my moronic mutant! Uh, so <laughs> they get held up by a guard, and uh, this—this this, sorry, this is a great part of the episode too. Rocksteady he pulls the whole. We ain't got time to explain, and he just—he pulls out a gun and he just zaps the guard. He's just like, <laughs> we ain't got time to explain this. <laughs> I like the line when when they're walking up and like uh, I think that they they're trying to get in and the guard the initial guard sees them and he's like commenting on their costumes and like a uh, shredder's like oh I made them myself yeah yes yeah. I thought that was great <laughs> yeah, but, uh, so the scene cuts and another guard enters the, I guess he's like the head honcho guard he enters the princess uh, princess Mallory's room and he steps on the turtle com that had been dropped and he crushes it. And he finds Shredder's ransom note for the Lydium 90 and party gets locked. He locks down the party. He's like, the princess has been kidnapped. He sees the turtle com and he thinks it's a clue. And real quick, this Lydium 90, at first I was thinking, man, I'm going to criticize the crap out of this. But no, this was made in 1989. And I'm pretty sure even in the early 90s, there were 20, around 22 elements we we hadn't discovered. And I mean, who knows if there's more? There probably is that we haven't like synthesized or whatever, but, but the, the periodic table has been updated to where there's like 20 something, 28, 22. Some kid asked me in class the other day. I can't remember, but, um, we're up to like one, one eighteen now. But anyway, thorium 90 would be an isotope. And I just looked it up real quick. The only isotopes, just quick Google search that I can find. You've got thorium 90, strontium 90 and yttrium 90. So that's, I'm sure there's more, but, the, all those isotopes are like radioactive, but it, yeah, it's cool that like, I'm just kind of wondering where the name lithium came from. Like, you know, you can't blame them for like 
speculating, hey, there's an isotope with mass of 90, but like lithium, because usually like thorium's named after Thor, Einsteinium's named after Einstein, so on and so forth. Who's Lydia? <laughs> is, is like who I'm, I, I don't know if like I don't know I, I'd like to know maybe one of the writer's it. girlfriends or something that's, well I mean yeah. it explodes yeah. and it's radioactive so maybe it was an ex-wife <laughs> <laughs> she was unstable <laughs> uh, relationship decayed very quickly yeah <laughs> that's right alrighty uh, so yeah so he locks down the party and he like he sees a turtle calm you can kind of see where this is going the scene cuts and Shredder and company realize that the uh the, the lockdown's happening, and they blast the flo- through the floor, and Bebop doesn't want to leave because he still wants his shrimp puffs. So <laughs> yes, I love that. I yeah. love that we learn what his favorite food is. Like, we're developing the characters here. This is amazing. Yes, yes. The scene cuts, and the turtle's walking through the party, and let's see. Oh, a uh, a lady, she starts admiring Raph's, uh, quote, costume, and... She asks him to dance, and he declines, but she grabs him anyway and starts dancing, and she's like, she's spinning him around. She's like, I love your dance moves. It basically looks like she's picking him up off the floor and slinging him around. What do you call this? And she flings him around, and he starts spinning around, and he calls it the turtle twirl. And that's right. He, yes. And that scene, doesn't he look like he's out of proportion, like he's really small? Yeah, he looks a lot smaller than her. She looks like a, she looks like a good foot or two taller than him. Yeah. Which I guess that explains how she like flung him around, but it was weird. Uh, what's that condition? Agro, agromaglia. Maybe she's got that. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, the head honcho dude comes in and he's like, you know, ladies and gentlemen, party's being locked down because Princess Mallory's been kidnapped, and I ask you now to please remove your face mask. You know, cooperate. We want to see if the perpetrators in here and the. Turtles are like, maybe we can skip out of here while they're all doing that. And one of the guards stops them and they're like, you got to take off your mask, dude. And they're like, okay. And they take it off. And then the guy goes to remove their like face because he thinks it's a mask too. And I can't remember whose nose he grabs because their masks are off. Their bandanas are off. But he's like, ah, it's probably, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's probably Raph or Michelangelo, but he grabs him and he's like, oh, you know, that hurts. And uh, they end up getting blamed for Princess Mallory's kidnapping, you know, because he found the turtle calm and that must mean that they're guilty and uh that they, they escape the room via grappling hook had michelangelo lost his nunchucks at this point i don't think so because i didn't he only lose it at, was it the red skies uh or was it earlier than that i was I thinking it was, it was the red earlier. skies episodes where he had he had lost it do you know rob i don't know for sure i know there was a time where early on he was using the grappling hook a lot more than the nunchucks but i don't know if they were completely cut out yet uh, but like, like as early as the second season and maybe even the end of the first, he's using uh, uh, at least the second season for sure. He's using a grappling hook. Really? Um, oh, I didn't know yeah, it was that early. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But again, like I don't know if they completely cut the the nunchucks. I definitely need to look into that. I'm not sure. No, is the, the grappling hooks on this were really cool, by the way. Is it the same as his? Like, or because they all look the same. All four of them look the same. And they look really cool. Mm-hmm. But is it the same design as his individual one? Oh, don't question. Know. I think they're the same, but I'm not sure. And I think they use them twice in this episode, which is cool. Yeah, they scaled up the building and then they kind of tarzan out of the party. Yeah, I love I love the uh, it's like the, one of the earlier scenes where they, they finally swing to the party. And it's it's so funny because you see this like point of view shot. You see the guards right there. Like he would have easily seen this. <laughs> like, like they made a point of showing a guard looking straight at them. <laughs> <It was funny. laughs> 
I like the one the one scene too, like after they swing over with the grappling hook, and Donatello actually uses his bow kind of like a step that they step on, and he lifts yeah. the Yeah, yeah. I was like, that oh, was that was cool. pretty cool. I was like, have they ever done that before? Like, yeah, he like pogoed him up there, kind of. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was pretty cool. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. That's that was uh, that was when the Channel Six News theme was playing. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, scene cuts and Matt Princess Mallory is walking down the street and she's listening to that Rastafari music you was talking about. Yeah. And she's, yeah. And she's standing outside of a, like a, I guess it's an electronic shop or something and the TV's on playing the local news and they've announced that Princess Mallory's been kidnapped. And uh, she sees the announcement of her kidnapping and uh, she decides, hey, I've got to get back to father. He's probably worried. So she, she calls a taxi down. And uh, real quick, this caught me like it's not the same person. I, I looked, I believe, I'm not sure, but I believe that the person voicing Princess Mallory is the same person that voices Irma, uh, who was also oh, in this really? episode being usual Irma. But uh, <laughs> she was, was it? I couldn't Irma. tell if it was Renee Jacobs changing her voice or if it was Irma. I'm not sure. It may be Renee Jacobs, but I thought because the way that. Princess Mallory is um, the way that she's that the words come out. Look, you hear it. She sounds a lot like uh, Linka or Inga or Linka off of um, Captain Planet and the Planet and the Ring of Tears. Uh, oh the, wow! The, the blonde-headed one, uh, the one that's uh, you know harnesses the wind. It's not the same person though. But it, yeah, it that, is Renee Jacobs. I checked. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Um. But yeah, so I thought, well, that's that's cool. Um. It's just, I don't know, it's kind of cool how, like, these people get so good that they can just, you know, imitate. They, or, or, mm-hmm. or these voices start to become kind of the same voice once you get so far uh, out there, I guess, with the accent, you know. But um, anyway, uh, she she's the scene cuts after she she uh, gets in the taxi, and the next thing we hear is a uh, bebop blast the doors, you know. And, and there it's, it's, um, it's Shredder. They Shredder and Bebop and Rocksteady have taken Princess Mallory in the elevator. You know, they the last we saw them, they was they, they said like going down, and I don't know where they thought they were going, but we we cut to where they're at, and it's Bebop blasts the doors, and then the doors like blow open. I mean, it's like a crazy explosion. It probably would have killed them. I like, I mean, <laughs> if this is realistic, because like they, I mean, it's kaboom, and the doors just blast open, and there's all kinds of fire, and anyway, um, the elevator doors blast open. Shredder and company carry April into the basement. April wakes up and Shredder, she, she says something, let me go Shredhead or something. And uh, Shredder realizes, he's like, I know that voice. It's that, you know, it's that April O'Neil. And he's like, well, uh, I guess we'll have to make the best of a bad situation. And April, she says, Shredder, everywhere you go is a bad situation, which is, I thought, <laughs> it's a pretty good line. It's a pretty good line. There just so happens to be an intercom down there. And an announcement is made that uh, a helicopter is waiting on the roof for the kidnappers. That's uh, waiting on the roof of the embassy. Uh, please let the princess go. So, I think that's uh, that's the emperor, right? Yeah, the or yeah, the emperor whose daughter was kidnapped. Yeah. And I think that the voice is the same as um, April's boss. I don't know why I just forgot his name. Oh, Burn. Burn. Yes. Yeah. And so every would, time he talks, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So every time he's like. Uh, Take you know, take her to the roof, and I'm just expecting him to say "go, go, 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 go," like right after it. Every time he talks in every scene, uh, something happens. I don't know if like one of them trips or what, but April gets away from. I think it's, 
I think Bebop's the one carrying her. Maybe it's I don't. It's one of the henchmen. Uh, and April tries to bail, and like she runs past these barrels and knocks them over, and like it holds up the moronic mutants there for a while. And the turtles try to. Uh, oh, sorry. The, 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 simultaneously, while this is going on, the the turtles they're trying to cut off Shredder before he can get up to the roof, but they get caught up by the guards, and um, they have some kind of one liner. I can't remember because I didn't write it down, but. They're about to, you know, boogie with the guards, and then the real princess shows up to save the turtles from a seemingly minor squabble with the guards. And that's as far as I got, as far as... So, the one part about the guards that was really weird is they tell the turtles, they're like, freeze, or we'll open fire, but they're all holding swords. It was so strange. I was like, I was like, they must have recorded that, and then, like, decided, yeah, we can't have guns in this show. It was really funny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, right. I like that scene too because uh, you know the turtles. They're suddenly surrounded by the guards, and they pull like the old Stooges trick. Like she went that way. And yeah, that was great. Directions. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. And they point in all the directions. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, oh, man, so many good laughs already. Um, let's see. So at first the turtles think so. Mallory shows up, and at first the turtles think that she's April. And Raph, you know, he's trying to lighten the mood. He goes, maybe that new hairdo's pulling your brain too tight. <laughs> so after explaining the whole situation to Mallory, the turtles and Mallory, they make their way back to, or they make their way up to the rooftops. And I, I love that Mallory's complete. She's never seen the turtles before, but she's completely unfazed by these <laughs> mutant turtles that are talking to her. But you know, it is a masquerade. So I get it. Oh, oh, okay. This is one of my favorite whole parts of the whole episode. So, <laughs> So April makes her escape from Shredder and Bebop and Rocksteady, and she, you know, the whole place is like a maze, right? So there's three doors, and uh, April opens one door, and Shredder's standing right in the door. He goes, "You should have tried door number two. and he just <laughs> she shuts the door, and he stays there. He never goes out. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, she opens the next door, and of course, there's Bebop and Rocksteady. So I, I love how April's about to have her. Um, mouth covered with the uh, shredder's handkerchief she's like i sure hope this is clean <laughs> i remember that line that was great <laughs> yeah. uh so mallory and the turtles they make their way up the winding staircase to the roof um meanwhile shredder at bebop and rocksteady are making their way to the roof with april the emperor still believing that april's mallory since april's gagged is there with the lydium 90 shredder takes the lydium but refuses to give up april they make their escape to the chopper and this is where I was really impressed. I did not know that Shredder could operate a helicopter. So he's because I first like, wait, who's piloting this thing? And it was him. Oh, so yeah. um, he's a man. He's a man of many talents. I'm telling you. Very much so. Shredder um, pilot in the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then the turtles, they make their way to the rooftop and Leo shouts valiantly, stop that chopper. So the turtles cling to the chopper, which is kind of funny to me. I don't know why, but they're just hanging on for dear life as uh, Shredder's flying away with April. And I love Raph breaking the fourth wall, looking directly at the camera yep. as he's hanging off the helicopter. Remember, kids, we're professionals. Don't try this at home. <laughs> so the emperor, distraught at losing his daughter, is completely dumbfounded when the real princess, Mallory, shows up. Uh, she hugs him and says it's a long story. So uh, Mikey, he's, he's still hanging on. And he goes, I think I'm losing my grip, guys. And Raph, he, he goes, yeah, we've known about that for a long time. So <laughs> that's, the, that's my the, favorite line of the whole show. That was a great one. <laughs> So th this scene cracks me up. So as the turtles are hanging on for dear life, Mikey goes, hey, look, guys, it's a turtle blimp. And, you know, Donatello's like, oh, yeah, I stashed it there just in case it would come in handy today. I was like, <laughs> just happened to park it on this roof. And then he winks, he winks at the screen and says, thanks, playmates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. 
so the turtles they hop off the chopper and into the blimp and shredder uh this this is pretty funny oh my gosh some of the back and forth between shredder and krang are gold in this episode so shredder he goes come in krang are you there and Crank goes, where else would I be? Out nightclubbing? I'm like, what? <laughs> Could you imagine Crank nightclubbing? Clubbing yeah. with Crank. In his giant like <laughs> robot suit, just like. Getting down? He's getting down, yeah. <laughs> he's doing the robot. Making the pizza. Yeah, he's doing the robot. <laughs> That's it. So Crank's uh, surprised and elated that Shredder's actually, he actually has a Lydium 90 and wants to meet, uh, or Crank wants to meet at, I think it was at the art, art museum or for whatever reason they wanted to meet there. And that's where they were going to send the module to go pick them up. So this shot right here, Kirkland, you were talking about really cool animation. I love the animation of this shot here. Um, so as Shredder, Shredder's copter is landing on top of the museum rooftop, Sh- uh, Shredder goes, nothing can stop me now. And meanwhile, uh, as Shredder's landing the chopper, the turtle blimp slowly comes overhead and looms over Shredder. It was just a cool scene, um, just directly... I guess, first-person point of view. It looked so cool. So the Turtles, they chase Shredder and the gang down the fire escape while the module's on its way to pick them up. I didn't know it was radio control, so that's cool. Uh, Shredder goes, Krang, where's the module? And Krang goes, it's inside the museum. Shredder goes, you fool, you found out the triangulation. And Krang goes, so sue me. Which is a great line. will be uh, reused later. As Shredder makes his way inside, April rips off the gag and screams at the Turtles to help her. And as Bebop and Rocksteady are about to shoot the Turtles... Princess Mallory and her guards stop them and attempt to place them under arrest. The bad guys make their escape through the floor uh, to the module, as much as they hate disobeying a royal command. And Krang floods the tunnel with molten lava so that the turtles can't chase after them. Which, I never knew, I didn't know he could do that. Uh, Everyone's bummed out, but Donnie has a big grin and he says that the lithium 90 is actually highly unstable and the pressure of the heat underground will likely destroy it. (laughs) And this was funny. So the Emperor goes, oh, by the way, congratulations. Your turtle costume's won first prize. And uh, and it's for ridiculousness. So, hey, got to be first for something. So that that was nice. (laughs) Um, So meanwhile, I love this. Shredder presents the Krang with the the Lydium 90. And as Krang receives it, it's starting to glow and, and radiate and everything. And Krang goes, what's going on here? Shredder goes, I don't know, but I'm not about to stick around to find out. So <laughs> Shredder just completely <laughs> abandons Krang while he's holding this thing. It's going to blow up. And sure enough, Krang blows up. Like uh, like Wile E. Coyote style. It was great with TNT. <laughs> so Krang, Krang goes, Shredder, you idiot. I could have been blown to bits. And then Shredder goes, so sue me. I was like, <laughs> perfect, <laughs> perfect. Got him. Here, Krang, the Lydium 90. What's going on here? I don't know, but I'm not waiting to find out. I could have been blown to bits. So sue me. Got him. You know, it's no wonder they never succeed. They're like the odd couple, you know, they're, they're always at each other's throats. They're... Always, constantly. It's absolutely perfect. It really is. And then Bebop and Rocksteady, they were so funny in this episode. Um, so, you know, uh, meanwhile, the April and the Turtles, they convene over their ceremonial end of episode pizza. And Splinter asks April um, what she's learned from this whole experience. April replies, I've learned that disguise is a great way to get a story. And then she's like, by the way, there's a convention of bald-headed diplomats in town next week. Maybe I could pass as one of them. 
and she puts on a bald cap and the gang cracks up. Raph caps off the episode with a great line, paint that thing green and you could pass as one of us. And that's how this episode ends. And she looks so angry at the end when he says it. She, like, she, she does. looks downright scary. Like she's, <laughs> she's not, she ain't happy. <laughs> You're going to compare me to a turtle? Are you that's serious? Right. <laughs> oh, man. So I'll go ahead and get mine out of the way real quick. I, I'm right there with Kirkland. This is probably, oh, man. This might be well. It's definitely my favorite episode that we've covered so far. Um, I ha- obviously haven't watched all the episodes in the original Fred Wolf series. There's so many, but this was genuinely laugh out loud funny. The story was engaging. It was interesting enough for me, and I just thought it was solid all the way around. Animation, the spin on the music, the humor. The the humor I think was the greatest strength of this episode. I absolutely love this one. This is my favorite so far. So. Uh, Josh, what about you, man? Yeah, it was really good. And I, there are certain things about the episode that I just remember from watching it probably, who knows, like 20 years ago. Uh, the art museum. I really love the art museum. It's so strange. There's so many strange mm-hmm. pieces in it. And I think that's, um, one of the really cool things, like the finger. So like when, when they go to oh, escape, yeah. yeah, the, the, um, the module like drills down and makes a hole. Well, there was like this giant finger or it was a hand with like the, the pointer finger pointed out and they end up pulling it down, uh, to like plug the hole. And then when the, uh, <laughs> when the lava comes up, it like kind of comes around the finger and back out. I don't know why, but I always thought that was so cool. Just the way that they drew it. It was just a, one of those weird, um, I don't know, just a wacky one-off strange, uh, thing that was like not in any other episode. And I think there were a lot of different venues in this one. So this episode to me felt like they put a lot into it because, uh, you know, you have the interview at the very beginning outside of, uh, wherever the emperor is, then you actually have the ball and that's like an entire, uh, building. And then they go to the art museum, which is another building. Uh, and these are like, uh, they do go to the streets of New York, but they do that in almost every episode. So I thought it was cool that there were like multiple locations that are unique to this episode, uh, instead of just reusing them and that they're also so unique. Uh, like, you know, the, um, the ball has all these different characters and different costumes, which is really cool. And the art museum has all the different pieces. Uh, so I thought that was great. And we get to, we get to see the grappling hooks twice and you get to see the technodrome and the, and the, uh, the turtle blimp. I mean, like all of the really cool things that you don't get to see every episode being in there was, it was just awesome. I really enjoyed it. And I think we all had a different favorite one liner. Um, so there were multiple to choose from and they were all great. Yeah. I think the comedy was probably, uh, one of the best things about this episode, but I just have to say it's so unique and the story felt like it was a lot more complex than most episodes. Right. Um, because you've got like this, this, this new element, and then you've got this hostage exchange, and then you have the, uh, the confusion between April and the princess. Like it was pretty complex for a turtles episode, and it, and it, uh, they really pulled it out. It was great. What do you think, Kirk? I enjoyed it. <laughs> no, this is the best one we've, we've watched so far, in my opinion. I've pretty much said everything I, I like about, I mean, all the little things in the background, a lot, the, the music and the, I'm not completing my sentences now or my words, sorry. But all the little things <laughs> in the background and and the the uh, like I said the 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 background images like the buildings and everything, they just look really good to me. And I really like the voice acting delivery by pretty much everybody. Uh, James Avery 
if that's him doing Shredder, he really did a great job in my opinion. I mean, like, it's just like, yeah, like, I don't know what it is about it, but like all those lines he's saying, it's just like, I can just see his face, you know, when he says it, you know? Uh, I, can, yeah. I can just see, I can see like Uncle Phil saying that to Will Smith. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when he's like, grab her, you know, like, it's yeah, just like, yeah. I can just see, I can, I can just see him like in the booth, you know, like scrunching up his face and everything. Uh, <laughs> Even like, you know, like Cam Clark, like Leonardo, Leonardo usually doesn't have like, you know, the funniest lines or anything, but like, man, he, it's just like, he's got that. He's just like a hero type voice, you know? He's just, so yeah, I mean, and they all, Splinter had, had his moments. It's, it's got everything you want in a Ninja Turtles episode, you know? The only thing it doesn't have is um, an epic battle with Shredder, you know what I mean? Because he kind of gets away, but at the same time, that's you know, you probably expect at some point for them to fight Shredder. So this kind of the the ending, I guess, is it. It doesn't feel it feels rushed in ways, but like I mean, I get it though because it you know it's just like well he went down the hole and it's like well they're going to have something where like they foil him and he comes back up another I don't know I don't know the the little module like drills its way back up the other side of the museum or. But it didn't. They just got away. They got the element, but who cares? Because apparently, it you know it, it's highly unstable under the pressures found underneath the earth, and it blows up. So you know, it's it's like great. You know, it subverts your expectations. So there you go. Yeah, you you bring up a really good point too. That like they don't even actually have a battle with Splitter or with Shredder, and it's still uh, a really good episode. And I think that's yeah. like it kind of makes it even more unique. Um, and I do remember one, one of my favorite, uh, scenes was actually right as, as April's trying to escape from, um, Shredder and Bebop and Rocksteady, they're in the art museum and there's that, that finger, you know, that I was talking about that goes into the, into the ground. There's like this, um, it's almost like a, a metal pole that's, it's sort of like being supported by. And as she's trying to escape from them, she actually like grabs onto it and like whips her body around it and kicks them. Like she does like a really cool ninja kick. And I was like, man, I can't think of very many episodes where April gets to kick yeah. butt, but she did. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't catch that. I'm glad you caught that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really neat. It's it's, it's near the end. It's pretty cool. Well, hey, this is this is nice. All three of us agree. This one was a, this one was a gem. This was a really good, uh, solid episode. And uh, yeah, I, I looked at uh, season three. There are 40-some episodes in season three. I mean, huge, huge season for the Turtles in 1989. And we're talking about talking about the apex of Ninja Turtles popularity. I always say like the golden era of the turtles was like 1988 to about 92 or 93, 93 might even be pushing it a little bit, but man, we're getting in the close to the pinnacle of what turtle mania would be. So this, this was a really solid episode. Is season three, the season where, uh, that has a uh, return of the technodrome in it where splinter Ooh. and shredder have like the, the star Wars type showdown in the technodrome. If that's not season three, that that's definitely season two. It's like it's early. I I'm, I I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, I don't I don't see Return of the Technodrome in this season. I see Return of the Fly and twenty two, but not Technodrome. But Ooh, Return of the Fly, I like that one. Yeah. yeah. If there's a different name though, that could be in here. It would have um, been towards the end of the season, I believe. I don't know how okay. I know that because I've seen barely any of these. Well, I think we should watch a whole lot more of them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, on Paramount, they've got the first two seasons now. I saw that on there. I saw that. I was like, oh, man. I'm oh, that's really cool. Turtles. I may be. Um, uh, listen, I'm sorry 
I maybe ought to not even say this because, dude, I, I've been dreaming up crap lately, and it's like reality to me. Like, I'm not even kidding you, dude. At work, or not at work, but one night, I, it was it was September 20th. I woke up that night, and the first words of my mouth, I went, oh, my portfolio. Because I had had a dream <laughs> somewhere along the line that our boss told us that September 21st, she was taking up a portfolio of everything, single thing we had assigned the students up to that point. Oh. And I had dreamed that, and it, I thought it was so real that I was like, oh, my portfolio. And I went to work, and I was asking everybody. I was like, hey, uh, you know Tramwell. I was like, hey, have you turned in that portfolio we got to do yet? And it was like freaking him out. He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and like, I swear, I thought it was real. And I'm like, so I just dreamed that up then. And I mean, it's like crazy stuff like it's happening, but like, it's it's happened a couple of times, but I maybe have dreamed this up, but it seemed like I saw somewhere that Ben's Paramount now has the rights to the Turtles or something. They're going to start a new series, kind of like X-Men 97's doing, where it's it's the 87 universe. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Now, that would be awesome. I, I'm not sure. Like, I think there is a TV show coming out, but I didn't know if it was... Like, I could, uh, it's like, I probably dreamed that up, dude, but, man, I... It's... it's <laughs> Charles Barkley. It wasn't a dream. It really happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope we can dream it into existence, man, because they've already got the comic now, the 87 comic, uh, I, I, which I love. I, I cannot wait to read some more of it. I, I read the first issue, and I really enjoyed it. So I think that might be on the menu here soon. But. Don't hold me to that because I am ignorant when it comes to Ninja Turtles and all the updates and everything. There's like there's so many of them now that I can't keep up with. Well, yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, you know, we're just – we're just fans, you know, and that's why we do this podcast. I am not an expert. Like, you know, if I want to learn something, I usually listen to Ninja Turtle Power Hour or Ninja Turtle Nerds because they know way more about the turtles than I yeah. do. Every episode, I just like it. it's like Nick yes. put out a Super Seven version of the Playmate. Yes. I'm like, oh wow, I didn't even know that was out. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I I think that's part of what makes this exciting for us is is sometimes we. We're uncovering stuff that we we completely forgotten about as kids, or we never saw in the first place, and that's what makes the show fun uh, for me. So, yeah, excited to watch some more classic episodes, and excited for all the new Turtles content that's coming out. Yeah, a new show would be really really cool. I mean, yeah, absolutely, that would be awesome. I mean, to be honest, when uh, uh, you know the the latest Turtle show came out, uh, what was it? Rise uh, of the TMNT. Rise, Rise of the TMNT. That was why I left the podcast. It was just so terrible. No, I'm kidding. I never watched yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen I never it. Watched it. Were- I never got into it. Uh, I never watched it. I hope it's good, but I never. Yeah. Well, I- I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. I, uh, I've watched the first season and I saw the movie and the movie was really good. Uh, when I, 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 I know there was a movie. Yeah, they they made. Um, I think it was a way that they were going to try to wrap up the series, uh, but they turned it into a movie, much like Turtles Forever. Um, but I really enjoyed the movie, and Grayson likes that too. So I'm going to have to go back and rewatch, or actually finish the the series. There was only I think two or three seasons, but at first I was like, oh my gosh, this is so different. I don't like the animation style. This is what are they doing with their personalities? But when I started giving a couple more episodes a chance, I was like, okay, okay, I'm kind of liking this. This is different. And kudos to them for for changing it up a little bit. And I got the same vibes from uh, Mutant Mayhem, you know. Mm-hmm. So if if the new series, let me just put it this way, Mutant Mayhem has given me a lot of hope for for some more new turtle stuff. So um, 
really excited to see what's what's down the pike and uh really excited to have you back on uh, again josh if you ever come back on for us man yeah yeah we'll definitely have to do some more this is pretty fun absolutely absolutely thanks for being absolutely. the buffer kirkland i appreciate it no thank you for coming on man I, I appreciate you <laughs> Uh, yeah, feel the love. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, dude, I had a blast as always. And um, I guess we have no idea what we're going to cover next, but we are going to cover something. I can promise you that. And I'm, I'm, my goal, as we're recording this, it's it's October 21st. My goal is to have this posted um, hopefully within the month, if not early November by the time you're hearing this. And, um, you know, we'll try to see very loosely, very tentatively, if we can do at least one episode a month or something like that. We'll see. And if you want to send us an email, our email is turtlesforeverpodcast at gmail.com. Our TurtleCom hotline is 865-312-7260. We would love to hear from you if you have any feedback regarding April Foolish or anything you'd like us to cover in the future. And our Twitter, or I think it's X now, I don't even know. And our Instagram X formerly is... known as Twitter. <laughs> there you go. I have no idea what uh, you're talking about. Yeah, they, they renamed Twitter, I think. I yeah. I very rarely get on What's Twitter, Twitter anymore. What's yeah, <laughs> it's the little blue bird thing. It's it's Facebook for people that aren't as old as us. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, that's a great definition. I still don't know how to use it. And then they change the name. I definitely don't know how to use it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so our handle on there, if we can figure out how to respond to your your uh, feedback, is at Turtles Forever Pod, and that four is the number four. So we would love to hear from you there as well. All right, guys. Uh, Hey, had a blast as always. And um, the big question is, you know, the question we all want to know is what type of pizza are we going to have to close out another Totally Tubular episode of Turtles Forever? Ooh, I'm, I'm thinking carne asada. Ooh, what is that? I want to hear Rob try to say it. What is it? Ca- carne, carne asada? asada. Yeah. Carne asada. Yeah. What is it? It, sound, it sounds spicy, whatever. Something yeah, with beef. It's it's like a I think it's a Mexican I think it's like beef I don't know it's just yeah, fun to say. carne means <laughs> something to do with a cow yeah carnitine carne yeah all right all right well we can do that all right well guys thanks thank you all again for listening and on behalf of Josh and Kirk Nardo and myself here's to hoping you enjoy a mega slice of carne asada and marshmallow pizza cowbunga dudes cowbunga did I say it right cowbunga